Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. In today's episode, the night is dark and full of spoilers. We talk through a lot of big plot points in HBO's Game of Thrones TV show, as well as George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire books, all five that have been released so far. We also talk a little bit about what happens in Fire and Blood and give a primer for what to expect in the House of the Dragon TV show. But there's no real super specific plot points. There are a few things. I think you're safe listening even if you haven't read Fire and Blood, it'll mostly just give you a primer for what to expect in the first season. But if you're wanting to go back and watch Game of Thrones eventually or read George's books, you might want to watch out for those spoilers. All right, here we go. All right, what's up, greens and blacks? This is Stephen, your host from Pentology Podcast, with a loaded panel today to talk about the upcoming show, House of the Dragon, on HBO, which drops next Sunday at a time of recording here. I'm super excited and I'm super excited to have a special guest, our very own Grand Maester, Hayden, who's here to uh, break down what the show's gonna be about, what it's going, what, it, what it's not gonna be, how similar to Game of Thrones, et cetera, whatever we kind of throw at him. Hayden will be ready to answer, right? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yes. How does one become a Grand Maester, Hayden? Through vigorous training. And what, what metal is your chain? Oh, man. All of them. I thought the oh. chains are different metal. Each link is a different metal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is it? Oh, dang, I blew that. Yeah, you blew it, Jake. Don't you, Come on, man. Isn't there like something like whatever you specialized in, though? I don't know. Maybe not. You might, you might be thinking of real life college. Might be conflating <laughs> it with like a... What did you get wind. your degree in? <laughs> not not a grand mastery obviously (laughs) not not history of westeros (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right hayden so tell us as a huge fan yourself how excited are you for house of the dragon one to ten ten out of ten i'm so excited everything i've seen uh from the trailer the actors the the costumes everything i've seen has just blown me away so far so I am extremely excited, yeah, to see some of these characters come alive on screen. Follow-up question, how did you feel about the ending of Game of Thrones? Yeah, where was your excitement, and how did it get to a 10? (laughs) Well, I think at the time of uh, watching um, the ending of Game of Thrones, I wasn't as um, well-read in the books, and with Fire and Blood, and being up to you know, up to par with everything and updated. Um, but I think the end of Game of Thrones, I liked it when it came out um, for certain aspects of it. Um, I thought they did a good job, you know, with the world, um, just kind of wrapping things up in some ways. But then 
through reading the books, I found that I could see why these book fans were very mad at the ending. Also, the show, you know, I can understand why people could be angry. You know, the time, yeah. the time jumps and like just weird things happening in the show. But overall, I liked it when it came out. And uh, I still think that the ending of the books will, you know, there'll still be some points that, that match up with the show. But, I, but overall, I don't look at the books in the show as the same thing at all um and so like i look at them as like separate entities and so that's why i still appreciate both in their own ways that seems interesting to me that you continued to or i don't know did you start reading the books after you finished the show or had you already started i believe i had already started but i hadn't you know i hadn't finished them whatever just i mean the ending of the show kind of killed most of my game of thrones enthusiasm i would say yeah. and i had finished the books before but i don't know maybe it's a combination of just my lack of hope for a book six to come out in any reasonable amount of time so it was a combination of just kind of not a great ending for game of thrones in my opinion and also just no book six in sight that most of my game of thrones any any i guess like i said any enthusiasm i had for it kind of it was gone it's hard so Ryan, it's, and it's hard to not, revive it you're not at a 10 out of 10 no <laughs> i'm not i i watched the trailer for house of the dragon probably a couple days after it came out and i i just the don't trailer have didn't get you excited the trailer was really the trailer cool. looked good. yeah I I don't know. I'm just regulating my expectations. So Ryan, you mentioned a couple of reasons why you're not excited, like things that killed your your hype. One, obviously, like not really connected to the show, but just will we see book six? Will we see, yeah, book seven or even book six uh, come out in our ever? It's not, a, it's not about our lifetime. It's about a- Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, why, I said, that's yeah. why I changed it to ever. The other, but the other one was just how like season eight ended, which I agree was for me, I feel like I viewed them as pretty separate as well, books and show. And I was still pretty disappointed with uh, season eight. It just wasn't the same quality of TV as before. But like, do you, I feel like this is like so different. Like this isn't HBO like grasping and like trying to do whatever it takes to like use this IP because they have uh -huh. rights to it just to make more money. Like this was George R. R. Martin's like passion project that he was developing and then eight, like independent of HBO and HBO just happened to be the ones who got the rights to it and like executed it. Does, does that like, does that, I don't know, hype you up a little more like untempered those expectations. Come, come, on, a bit? Ryan. come on, you're man. saying, you're saying house of the dragon was George yeah. R. R. Martin's passion project. Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't aware of that. I mean, if anything, now I'm a little bit less excited because I'm like, oh, come Dude, on. <laughs> you should have been writing book six, man. Oh, that should gosh. have been no, your okay, dis project. Disconnect, disconnect from the books, <laughs> but just in terms of like, like the reason the Game of Thrones TV show like dipped in quality is, is like pretty correlated to the amount of input from George R.R. R. Martin. And here we have another series with much more oh. input. So like he wrote well, the source material. Type what type of input so he wrote fire and blood which 
if I my he, understanding is correct, it's a very small portion of fire and blood it that is, is yeah, going to be right. adapted to this. And so it's yeah. not necessarily direct books that are being used for source material. It's more like him kind of direct. I, I don't I don't know exactly. But it's what but it's it is. it's him. He, he was like, hey, this is a great story. I think this needs to be a TV show. And like he, I don't know what level of like what he did for the development of it, but like he was active in development with before HBO was even like attached at all. I don't know. Yeah, I, I will I, say I feel I, like that that gives me a lot more confidence in the show. I will say I've started Fire and Blood. I've read a few of the stories from it, and I feel like the stories they're short, obviously, like uh, maybe uh-huh. ten thousand words each or something, but they they do have like well fleshed out characters. And they do, they're compelling in their own right. And they don't obviously have like a typical narrative structure, but like, I definitely, because before I kind of thought the same way as Ryan, like, oh, this is kind of just like a his, like history book and like how exciting can it really be? But no, I think after reading, I haven't read the quote unquote source material for the show yet, but like reading a few of the examples of what's in Fire and Blood, I do think that there is enough for them to like base it off of the source material and have a very compelling story. So I think let's let's dive into that. Let's talk about what this show is going to be. Because after reading Fire and Blood and reading the conflict called The Dance of the Dragons that is going to be the material for House of the Dragon, I'm really excited to see it played on screen. So Hayden, our grandmaster, tell, uh, tell our listeners what the show is going to be about, uh, where are we at in Westeros history, who are the major players, what can we expect... Maybe, you know, don't go into spoilers like far down the line, but at least give us kind of set the scene for what we're going to have. So it's it's interesting because the trailer uh, makes it look like there's going to be some sort of time jump that we'll see kind of the build up towards the Dance of the Dragons, but also what happens during that dance. And so, yeah, we're going to see, you know, the um, like conflict in where, you know, with the greens and the blacks and understanding um, or trying to find who's the right heir to the throne, basically. So it'll, it'll start a lot like um, a Game of Thrones did, you know, uh, where the king dies and uh, and we figure out, you know, we're trying to figure out who's the, the next heir. Yeah. Who's going Do to you, succeed. So you think season one is going to start with like immediately with the secession crisis, like the I, like the king will, will die in season one? It's hard to to tell um, because we know like the actor is going to be in all 10 episodes, Viserys. And so we don't know. Um, I It could end with that, you know, or it could. I'm thinking it's going to start with Jaehaerys' funeral. He's the king before Viserys. Yeah. I, I heard somewhere that there was like an actor for this, for King Jaehaerys. And it would be a really nice tie-in to the beginning of Game of Thrones where, of course, John, John Aaron died right at the beginning. And that kind of kicked off the whole conflict. So you could have another creepy funeral with painted rocks on on their eyes. <laughs> I'm hoping, uh, and I don't know if I'm getting too far ahead, but I'm hoping like the last season or two will be the actual like Dance of Dragons like conflict. And like, I'm well, hope- that I conflict mean, many- goes on for years, Jake. Eh, I mean, does it? I mean, it's like a year or two, right? It's I not- mean, I guess it depends on you could maybe cut it off at different points i'm starting i'm saying like like there's because viserys dies i mean are we getting into like 
right into spoilers here i don't know like what well let's uh, let's not go into like anything past okay what the dance of the dragons is and maybe we should okay, get back up for people who haven't people who haven't read fire yeah. and blood or don't know what's going on right so we're yeah, like yeah. so so but my mindset was i thought it would be because they they focus on damon a lot like i thought it would be a lot of viserys and damon's relationship uh-huh. for like the early seasons and then the last season or two would be the actual like dance of dragons I agree yeah. with you. I, th- I definitely think that um, it will it will cover a lot of Damon's character, and I think Damon will probably be the character that you see the most on screen because of all of the travel that he does within the story, yeah. um, and his relationship with like all of these different um, characters in the story. I think Damon will will, will definitely be like a big focus. That's that's my him. hope. I could see them doing it either way. At this point in the history of Westeros, the Targaryens are the biggest force, you know, the biggest and best ones around. And they have been since Aegon the Conqueror came over and he even, uh, his his conquest back in the day was what they now base their calendar off of. So at this point um, in, in the history, we're like, what, 120-ish years after his conquest? Is that maybe Ish, yeah. yeah, around there? Over, over 100, less than 150, somewhere around yeah. there. And yeah. the Targaryens have had some bad kings, some good kings. They've never had a queen. And they also have this, you know, issue with the incestuous marriages between uh, the, the, the ruling family. So there's, there's some conflicts here. And as we get into the action of the Dance of the Dragons, Viserys, who is Patty Constantine, I, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, so he's the, he's the king that you've seen in the trailer. He's it seems like the trailer at least is making him into a little bit more of a likable guy. Not that he's unlikable, but he's kind of my, my impression of from Fire and Blood is kind of a, a boring, not super strong king. He wasn't he wasn't an uh as bad as he's not like not he's no like Megar the Cruel, but he's he's not, well loved. Who was yeah, who was uh before Megar? Like he's not weak like the guy before Megar the Cruel, but He's not he's not the same as Jaharis at all. Like he's not as powerful in his presence. Yeah. So Jaharis right. is an important historical figure who was king for like 50, 60 years or something, and yeah. was probably the best king Westeros has ever seen. Did a lot to advance uh like social and uh like the infrastructure of the place. He built roads everywhere and just you know, he, he was a good king, good king. Uh avoided too many big conflicts, although he did fight every now and then. So he's died. Viserys is his son. Is is Viserys the son or grandson? Of who? One of them. I think it's a grandson, honestly. I think it's his uh, grandson. Yes. Yeah, because a bunch of Jaharis's children died tragically. So, okay, so Viserys takes his over. son. <laughs> yeah. So Viserys has a daughter and he has a brother who's Daemon, Daemon. Daemon Targaryen is the brother. The brother's kind of this swashbuckling. Uh, adventurous type that gets into a lot of trouble and his daughter is Rhaenyra and Rhaenyra is younger I think when they're going to begin the story but they're doing like 10-year time skips so there's two actresses that play Rhaenyra some of the characters just have one actor actress the whole time but for at least Rhaenyra and for Alicent Hightower who uh, you'll see what character she becomes those two characters have uh, two two actresses playing them. And over the course of the years that this conflict is going to play out, there is a succession crisis. Once Viserys dies, 
And the question is, do we make Renara a, a woman queen of Westeros, right? Never happened before. There's lots of issues with this for the people in Westeros at the time. Or do we go in a different direction? And it seems like the trailer is really trying to push that Damon is the rival, which honestly seemed a little different to me um, than the yeah, source material. And that's the issue where like we're getting into it seems like they're going to be compressing time more right because yeah. the Damon succession like issue like that was a thing but that was it was kind of long before on. the dance of the yeah. dragons yeah. yeah so I wonder if they're going to extend that through it the dance itself should we we're not going to do spoilers for the outcome but should we at least like explain who the who the main characters are between the dance so let, let's do that so we'll know. get yeah. into kind okay. of we'll get at least into the the medium parts of the story because I think the first season will get you here. So the dance of the dragons, the big conflict is between Viserys's grandson and Renara. His grandson is named Aegon, right? Aegon. Well, it's there's, yeah, there's but it's more, it's more uh, his second wife, right? Yeah, Allison. there's there's two wives, and yeah. right, right. Alicent becomes the the queen, and right, like she's yeah. So what you have here, if I'm trying to sell the series to Ryan, is a lot of a lot of intrigue. Ryan, this is a lot of the stuff that Game of Thrones did really well. And yeah. that is honestly the thing that I'm most excited to see because, you know, Game of Thrones had some cool action and whatnot and it had some cool magic. But the thing that I enjoyed was just like these scheming conversations and the question of who would win and who's going to betray who and who has their throat slit, right? Like that's why that's what got people interested in Game of Thrones in the first place. And from reading the story, which I will admit is, you know, not super into the weeds. There are a lot of details, but it's like 50 to 100 pages compared to the thousands of book pages. That was the Game of Thrones Song of Ice and Fire book material. Even in the small amount of pages, there is a lot of interesting stuff that they could do. So I and, and seeing the trailer just kind of brought it to life for me. So I'm really excited. I think I don't know if I'm 10 out of 10 Hayden, but I'm like nine out of 10. And uh, if you can tell from my like long gushing rant here, I think that's like. Pretty- can I say something? Yeah. I just, I just want to cap off what I said earlier. Uh, just by saying that I don't want this show by any means to fail. My lack of excitement is more kind of my past experience, you know, with the material, which, and the things that I am really excited for this show and I hope to see in this show are, you know, more dragons, obviously. And I, I want to see like more, like, like hopefully close relationships between like people and their dragons, more like what we saw with Daenerys in Game of Thrones. I think that Aragon was definitely my favorite book in like middle school and high school because of that relationship between mm. uh, like, and, and you know, the unique relationship between a dragon and its rider. And if this show can have any, you know, include that in a, in a exciting way, then I think I will be, very happy and you know regardless of maybe steven's watching it for the political intrigue i'm kind of watching it for the dragons so hayden are we gonna are we gonna get dragons oh oh we'll get dragons yeah i i was trying to pitch this to a a friend and i was like this is pretty much the same as game of thrones a little less magic but political intrigue and even more dragons i was hoping we'd see more magic this time around hopefully just uh, uh, with the dragons alone, we're seeing some more fantastical elements. 
yeah that weren't yeah. in that first season of game of thrones so they they're supposed to have like over 20 dragons am i am i i think a clickbait article told me that so may or may not be accurate but they've animated a ton I think of dragons. there's like 17 yeah okay 17 close have you guys uh, downloaded the D- Dracaris app, the augmented reality? No, but app? I heard about it on the uh, on the official HBO podcast. You can get a dragon, an augmented reality. It's kind of lame, but kind of cool. So I don't okay, know. Ryan, saying you're not one. hyped about the show. <laughs> you're totally Listen hyped to about the show. I told you, I like. I'm I'm excited for the dragons, and I just I want to see some cool relationships with like. I agree. I think I think at the end of um of game of thrones we kind of saw where daenerys uh or drogon and daenerys didn't really like there wasn't it wasn't there that relationship you know um at that ending where you know drogon didn't get mad when when john kills daenerys you know um and i think that we'll definitely see more of that in house of the dragon because that's a big part of fire and blood and a song of ice and fire is the drag the connection between the dragons and their riders yeah they're always like throughout fire and blood they're like oh we got to get this new like lordling with a hatchling like get them paired and bonded as soon as possible and uh-huh. and you get to see dragons passed down and we'll like, see some them, thieving of dragon eggs some, yeah some thieving of dragon which which i thought was cool because i i mean that's supposed to be the origin of uh daenerys's dragons i assume right yeah yeah who are the uh who are the coolest dragons hayden oh man uh vagar Really excited to see Vagar and then also Sunfire. Sunfire is like supposed to be the most beautiful uh dragon, the golden dragon. So really excited which, to see that. Uh, who are the writers for those? Um, so Sunfire switches writers a few times. Uh Vagar is uh Aim in one eye, I think is his last writer, right? He goes, Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but that sounds yeah, that sounds right. Dang, maybe I do need to read Fire and Blood. The one I'm excited to see is Caraxes, right? That's uh, Damon's yeah. dragon. That's Damon's, Damon. Yeah. yeah. The the black dread is that? That's the name. That's Balerion. That's uh, that's Balerion will not be in the show unless we get yeah. a flashback. That would be so awesome. Ar- already already dead. That's the one with the huge skull under the red yeah. cap, red keep, or what? What is it? Red keep. Yeah. Red keep. Yeah. They see that we see the skull in in Game of Thrones. Am I thinking of it right? I'm not sure which dragon that actually is. It, I think uh, it, that's in the Red Keep. Is that Balerion? I think in the show they do say it's Balerion, but I don't okay. know. That's cool. Oh, something I'm really excited to see. There's kind of a, a scene where um where Damon like slashes into the uh weirwood tree at Harrenhal. And I think uh, you know, in Game of Thrones or in a Song of Ice and Fire in the books, that's something that Arya ends up seeing, those like markings in the tree. I think that's really cool. Just some of the stuff that kind of carries on in between the yeah. shows connects the world. It's really cool. Yeah. What uh what other connections, like what are the Easter eggs are big fans gonna notice? Oh, um I know the da- the dagger, right? The daggers is in the what I mean the dagger that at the beginning of Game of Thrones it, the assassin tries to kill Bran with. I don't think that's is that's that the not same a dagger? Part, no oh, i thought it, i thought it was the same one that they showed in the trailer okay it's the same it's rumored so it's the same prop but it's not supposed to be the same oh okay. right dagger <laughs> so it is so. but it's not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, they they like altered it to try to make it look different but everyone was like it's the same dagger and i uh-huh. think they came out and were like oh no it's not it's just i'm excited to prop. see dark sister on screen yes 
you know, like this great Valyrian steel sword that like, you know, uh, has passed through the ages of these Targaryens. Just so cool. Is that in Game of Thrones? Oh, they They talk talk about about it. it. Yeah. I think there's a scene with Arya and Tywin where they're talking about Aegon and his sisters and them conquering Westeros. And then she like knows, you know, and she tells him that sword, you know. Uh, So who wields the sword or where is the sword in the in the song of ice and fire um it's not in the song of ice and fire okay so it's disappeared from the world probably got lost at some point when the targaryens had their fall yeah i don't i don't want to give any spoils but yeah okay there's a lot of named swords in the dance dragon some cool points vigilance that was a cool part as well yeah vigilance can I um can I ask about a spoiler from Song of Ice and Fire? I mean, we already did spoilers from Song of Ice and Fire, so yeah. <laughs> Was anybody else really upset when they took Ned Stark's sword as an ice, ice and like melted it down to make like two smaller swords? Tragic when you learn the history of ice. Yeah, ice plays a role. Well, actually, was it in the Dance of Dragons or just Fire and Blood in general? Yeah, I'm not I sure if we'll see ice in the book. That would be really cool if we saw ice um, yeah. uh, when we see the Starks, you know? Yeah, that hey. was very tragic, though. Man, now I'm excited about the book, Fire and Blood, and hey, the show, too. I'm, I'm getting really hyped. Good. It, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily Steven's <laughs> political intrigue that sold me, because just a lot dragons. of that was, yeah, the, <laughs> the dragons and the riders. Like, just the emotional... It's like Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire. They're just so emotionally intense because you get connected to these characters. And I think that's part of what draws people to the series. And I'm sure we'll see it in House with the Dragon. But then they're just ripped away from you. Like, it, you're like, that was yeah. that was my favorite person. And you're just expecting a nice you're wedding. Still, to go- I mean, you're still going to see some of that. It's George yeah. R. R. Martin is the author yeah. of both. Yeah, I know. I know I'm still going to see some of that, but that I don't know that that might be... That's not why I watch the show, I think. Ryan, you know that scene in uh, uh, book five? Man, I don't remember any of the names. What's what's book five? Uh, Winter... A Dance, A Dance, Dance of Dragons. Is, okay, that's what I was thinking, but I was like, maybe I'm just conflating it. Um, where uh, the... Is it the Dorn guy? Whoever tried... Who's like... Quentin? Yeah, Quentin's like, I'm going to go tame a dragon. I was excited um, for him. Yeah. I was like, that I was like this is going to be awesome. Like, he's going to get one of Danny's dragons and, like, you know, what? be a freaking dragon knight. And then yeah. he just, nope, he gets freaking roasted. Mel- yeah, roasted, <laughs> yeah. literally. So there's, there's, uh, there were quite a few. I think you'll like see a lot of scenes like similar to that, like this idea of like trying to go like claim a dragon type of stuff. Mm hmm not realizing that dragons have a will of their own uh-huh yeah okay yeah. what's the quote like one cannot uh one cannot like begin to know the heart of a dragon or something like that yeah sounds good yeah for their very nature is like fire itself there's like a one quote cannot like that presume to know. yeah that's yeah it. yeah one cannot simply tame a dragon exactly by, <laughs> by ned stark ned stark yeah yeah <laughs> Speaking of Starks, there are some really cool Stark Northmen scenes. And so that's what I wanted to kind of ask about, because in A Song of Ice and Fire and in Game of Thrones, 
we have the big families that are pretty clearly defined the starks the lannisters the two biggest rivals right the targaryens very much minor characters but then you have um who else the martells from dorne and the tyrells over in high garden and the Aarons up at the uh the reach or what's that the veil the, the veil, the veil. Yeah, yeah right and the tollies the tollies the in the reach right or actually no the baratheons are in the stormlands yeah i'm pretty sure the reach yep. is the tollies so it's different right we're we're about actually i can't remember how many years before but i want to say this is like a hundred hundred is it a hundred yeah. years before? i think it's like 280 ac okay might be so more than 100 years so how have the royal families the the families in power shifted over the years and what new players are we going to see this time around hated oh man that will be really cool to see um because yeah there's so much going on within the world and what it's going to be cool because the areas that we'll most likely get to see um are ones we've seen before you know we'll see a lot of like king's landing We'll see a lot of Dragonstone, and but then there will be some areas that we haven't seen uh, that I'm really looking forward to seeing, and and some of those um, families, especially like yeah, what's going on in the North? You know, I, I don't know about you guys, but like the North is like what interests me a lot about Game of Thrones, like the mystical, like old gods, you know, type thing. And I think I think with this show, we'll we'll get more of um, little. Th- inputs of like old valyria and things like that but i would also really like to see some some of the things happening up in the north with the starks what are some of the new areas that you're looking forward to seeing oh yeah the stormlands yeah or what is it is it called the stormlands i think so yeah where the where the baratheons yeah yeah is I, that I really... before the baratheons take the island before yes. yeah the island the island being dragonstone Dragonstone is like the the seat of the Targaryens at this time. Okay, yeah. And then once the Targaryens are overthrown and the Baratheons take over. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. does does Stannis remain in the Stormlands or is Stannis in Dragonstone? And uh, Stannis takes Dragonstone as like takes Dragonstone. Yeah. And and Robert is in King's Landing. King's Landing. That's right. Oh, and also I saw in the trailer uh there's like you can see the dragon pit i'm pretty sure that's what it is uh but yeah we'll get to see like the dragon pit and all its glory yeah uh, the yeah. whole dome you know i think it's really cool a fun place to visit in westeros <laughs> definitely <laughs> i was whenever they talk about the dragon pit i'm always like how is that gonna like that cannot be like <laughs> who signed uh, off on this <laughs> yeah who's like this is not gonna work out right long term this cannot be uh-huh. a good a good uh solution here <laughs> when i hear the dragon pit i just think of the sarlacc pit in star wars just like the gaping <laughs> dragon at the bottom like you throw people into and the dragon eats them <laughs> it's not quite that bad <laughs> yeah um so some of the new families are the valerians right yeah that's the, cool. that's the yes. name yeah so, so the, the valerians you. are kind of cousins to the targaryens and yeah. they they also descended from old Valeria. Valeria was the place over in Essos that had the mysterious doom come to it, and only the only the Targaryens and the Valerians escaped. So the Valerians are are pretty powerful, pretty powerful family. Um, the the head the head of this family is oh Corlys, right? The, the sea snake. Yes, he's played by mm-hmm. Steve Toussaint. 
Um, he has he has like the Targaryens. He has the really um, nice silver hair. He's got some dreadlocks. He looks magnificent. He looks cool. <laughs> and the sea snake himself is a really fascinating character. This guy is just around for forever, basically unkillable, does just about everything. And like his name suggests, he's kind of the master of the seas, goes on a lot of cool voyages. So yes, uh, like the uh, like the Greyjoys still kind of exist over in Pike, but really control of the seas resides with uh, Corliss. And that's a character I'm, I'm really excited to see because in the books, he is, he, he's pretty cool. Like there, there's basically nothing that uh, I, I would think he'd be afraid of or, or would fail at. Do the Valerians have like familial dragons like the Targaryens? No, not, no, well, in- sometimes they, sometimes they do like take up dragons, but not as much as the Targaryens. Yeah, they're right? like am a I, vassal. Am I right in that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so both families came from old Valyria. Um, so at some point they were all dragon riders. Um, you know, or some of them were dragon riders at this point, you know, they're, they're not, but I think they were like a vassal house to, um, house Targaryen. And so when they first came over, I don't remember how many, like, were there just three dragons when at the start of Aegon's conquest, whatever dragons there were, were like under Targaryen control. Aegon and his sisters. Yeah. Um, and then, but like the Valerians were like. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know like the right political term for it, but they were like part of their same right. not same house, but like their same like they've always been entourage. loyal to the Targaryens. Yeah. yeah. So so they do have the same like Valyrian blood. So that's a family I'm excited to see. Also the Hightower family. The oh, Hightowers man. in oh, my man. reading are kind of so so they are their seat is at Old Town, right? Which is mm-hmm. where Sam is studying to become a grand maester. We don't see it hardly at all in the show. I think there's a, actually is there there's a, there's one scene there, right? I think there's a couple. I mean, when he's there at the citadel, right? Oh yeah, there. Yeah, he's like there at the citadel, um, studying. Yeah, but the high towers. So uh, the the head of that one is Otto Hightower, and he is the hand of the king. As the action starts here, his daughter is Alicent, who is childhood friends with Renara. It looks like the show's really going to play that up. And then, like I said, both of them get aged up by 10 years throughout the course of at least the first season. Um, eventually, Allison has a bigger role to play. And this guy, Otto, he's kind of like, he's not, he's not on the same level like a Peter Baelish scheming I hate guy. him. You, okay. So, <laughs> Baelish so you would or Otto say, or both? <laughs> I would say he's a lot like, I mean, yes, he's, he's similar to Baelish. Like he okay. will be the Baelish of this show. I think I didn't, I didn't read him quite as negatively, but it sounds like you did. Yeah. I, I feel like just his hate for, for Damon is just so like uncalled for in a, in a lot of ways and just his like hunger for power. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to see the worst of him. I'm sure. I'm excited to see how the, like the political intrigue aspect, like will be very, I feel like both sides have compelling arguments for what they're doing, you know, and, and like the best way. And so it'll be interesting to see how people, how viewers line up. Like if the show is going to be presented pretty one-sided, like you should obviously back the blacks or back the greens, or if it's going to be more gray and you'll have like factions of the fandom be like, no, Otto Hightower is like an amazing guy, you know, he's great. Or if they're going to be like, 
I think there will be Damon characters that you love to hate for sure. It, yeah, and that's that's a staple, right? If, yeah, fan, fans do whatever they're going to do. Like, still, I swear, half the Harry Potter fandom like puts themselves in Slytherin because they want to be like contrarian uh-huh. or whatever. <laughs> so I'm sure there's going to be a significant portion that. I I do think the source material is pretty pretty uh, even handed though. Uh, who do you root for then, Jake? I mean, I lean I lean towards Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra. How do you? I don't know. Rhaenyra. Renera, but um, but I understand the criticism of having like I think they're similar without going into spoilers, like like I could see Ned Stark being hesitant to support her side. <laughs> yeah, but Ned Stark was yeah. also stupid. But he was honorable. <laughs> he was honorable though. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying. Like I think they have they have a good good source material for for great setup that way. What about you guys who have read were uh green? I back the blacks all the way. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I think at first I was like, yeah, Renera. And then later I was like, oh crap. Like, am I sure about this? Like, do I want to change my mind? Because yeah. like Game of Thrones, same, I had the same uh feeling with Game of Thrones with the Lannisters, where I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are scumbags. I hate these guys. They killed the my guy. in charge. Yeah, they they killed my guy Ned Stark <laughs> right away. Like he's a man of honor. How could they do this? This is not what's expected. And then Jamie has a cool arc and Cersei's kind of cool for a little bit till she's really lame. Yeah, and Tyrion's Cersei's never cool. <laughs> yeah, she's cool for a little. Bit. I mean, come on, man. She blows up the sept. That was cool. Uh, <laughs> Tyrion, Tyrion was always cool. So by the end, I was like, the Lannisters are are kind of my house. I think, and uh, I think you could have some similar experiences with the show. I agree. It, it, for for Stephen, it just depends on who has the prettiest actresses in the house. That, that is hundred percent accurate. <laughs> There's that is that is a thing, Josh. That Cersei is. was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he said for a bit. <laughs> uh, my big question with the series is, uh, like, for this plot, for me, I feel like starting with the Game of Thrones, the Targaryens have always kind of felt like outsiders to Westeros for me because you know the the the, the yeah. that plot starts with no targaryens basically you're kind of you're rooting for danny obviously but then when you hear about the targaryens it's always like oh yeah they came from valeria conquered westeros so to me they're always seen as kind of like not truly a part of it and reading fire and blood has helped me see them more as like uh-huh. a crucial part of the identity of westeros but also it's like they're they're on such a different level because they have dragons like how can you really stand up to them unless you're dorn that's what a lot of people throughout the history of rustros thought and that's how they justified the incestuous marriages because they were like yeah well like this isn't good for most people but the targaryens are exceptionalism you know exception yeah Yeah. they're they can do this it's okay and that's how they that's a lot of the westerosi people um saw them as gods you know and and there were some really weird like laws in place uh like that you read about in fire and blood uh you know with like the first night things Mm -hmm. like that Uh because these people like viewed them as these like yeah like not human gods seeds the dragon seeds seeds, yeah yeah but but because for that reason like like this story is the story of a targaryen civil war like that's what it is and i'm just thinking like if i were like lord of uh house hightower or lord of the reach or you know any of these houses like and the greens or the blacks asked me to like join their cause i'd be like you guys have dragons to fight each like you're gonna be dragon on dragon what am i gonna do like i don't want to be caught up in this like it just seems so unfair and like 
like you're you know what i mean it's just like you guys are playing in another league like why am i here yeah and and we'll see that um you know with the the war of the stepstones yeah. uh I, I really liked seeing that little snippet of that in the trailer. I feel um, like that's it's the same thing in the Game of Thrones TV show. It's like you have these these royal families that are playing the Game of Thrones, and then you just have like these peasant armies that they assemble that yeah. basically get slaughtered by the well-trained soldiers, and uh-huh. and then like there's just widespread famine. You know, it's it's like they're the people who are like really dying. I mean, I guess the royal families are kind of like getting messed up too but i feel like not as much as the little people yeah so maybe that is just just war in general you know the people who pay the price are the ones with like yeah the most to lose (laughs) yeah okay so ryan has any of this made you more excited uh yeah the dragons definitely i mean it's called house of the dragon but i mean i'm not like i want to read fire and blood now because it's got it's got me excited more about the history of the Targaryens. And are you concerned at all about reading it and then knowing what's going to happen? So maybe your show experience won't be as good. Um, Don't be worried about that. I, I'm not too worried about it because I went into Game of Thrones the same way, and yeah, exactly. I kind of liked knowing what to expect. Like I like I said, the emotional turmoil was somewhat tempered when I could know that that Stark wasn't going to last long and like the red wedding is coming. Yeah. Yeah. The red wedding is coming. So I could, I could more find the humor in other people watching it for the first time and less about, you know, other other people. What's, what's the name of the family that control the twins? The phrase. I hate the phrase. We all do. Walter Frey. Argus Ah. Filch. I wish perfectly uh, cast. I wish the dragons just lit them all on fire. Hey, Josh, you hadn't read the books before watching a Game of Thrones, right? I actually I read the first book. Okay, so you both you and Ben hadn't hadn't didn't know the Red Wedding was coming. Yeah, on no the idea. yeah yeah yeah. We we tried to do the thing where you record your four friends as they watch the Red Wedding. <laughs> You guys didn't have a, a big enough reaction, I, but yeah, I mean, not. It was close, more of just like, like a silent, like, oh crap. Yeah, I remember, like at the end, Ben just like looked and he's like, "What? Like, what happened?" <laughs> we we, we should try and dig out that recording and share it. I think I have it on my phone. Do you yeah. share that on Patreon? Yeah, that that might be fun to look back on. But I yeah, I just remember thinking like, wait, no, no, and then just like. I'm like, I didn't think it, they would actually go that far. And then they just kept killing people. <laughs> Hayden, what do you think the better experience will be for House of the Dragon? Reading Fire and Blood, knowing what's happening, or going in blind? Or does so, it just... So what I recommended to Josh, I think reading Fire and Blood up into the point of uh, where the show is going to start okay. um, is a good call. You know, just reading up to that, whatever it's called, like the Heirs of, it's Heirs of Succession chapter whatever um yeah i think that's that's great because then you get some of the like epic targaryen history um and then you're more excited about the targaryen family and where they're going where they're heading and you kind of know who people are i i know people who hadn't read the book they hardly ever knew the names of any of the side characters at least in my experience like talking to my coworkers, they're just like oh yeah the 
blonde one and the dragon one and the hot one like they just didn't know anyone's names <laughs> it's so a I huge think, cast too yeah. i think we may get more of that in house of the dragon i i think that's a good recommendation yeah, yeah. and that's like that's about halfway through the book too so right yeah i'm on the print the prince and king the ascension of uh jaharis oh. oh you're pretty you're close, close. yeah yeah I, I was my goal was to get up to it by you know sunday so so i'm interested to see because we have all of this uh this history that's recorded and it's all just history right um and so people tell history in different ways and in the in the book you know we have mushroom and we have yeah. you know we have different accounts of the history and mushroom is the fool he's a dwarf yeah. right he's a dwarf fool yeah and, and the quirks who tells a lot of the history of this time but it's questionable as to how reliable it is the whole thing the book reads as if it's a history but like all history you know years have passed we're not really sure what's true what's not so some of it is like well you know we don't necessarily have an account but the rumor from this is and and mushroom says this way so right and I he's think, very dramatic yeah and so right. <laughs> But I feel like he was accurate to to some extent on some of the the things, and so it'll be cool to see like what they actually make, yeah, uh, the history of of the you know, and and I think um, George is involved in that a little bit. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, will they canonize um, certain accounts then, and will they canonize? Will they make sure there's a definitive canon? I should say to right. each account, or are some of them going to be like more ambiguous, and so you as a viewer, like you have to make an inference as well to decide who, like which account you agree with, which the, which could, that'd be hard that'd to be, do, but that could feed into tough the, to see on screen. Yeah. The intrigue. Your screen um, splits into two, into two canes. Yeah. Not like that. <laughs> like, Oh, which one is true? <laughs> I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard the, Oh, well, the last duel or something does something like, that, I think. Oh where, yeah. Cause that's all about like, yeah. Like the, one person is saying it happened one way and yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't it, seen that. that. But, but I'd like the, to see I, that. I think that's part of the. Do you think Mushroom will be a character in the show? Has that There's no casting. There's no casting. Yeah, so I don't think he will. I think his like character, like the importance of his role was kind of just to be the the teller of history. But it'll be weird to not have him there in the court. You know, it's kind of like he's kind of like Peeves. Yeah, which I guess didn't make it into the movie adaptation. I mm. wonder if it I wonder if it'll be a character where it's like somebody that's just an extra, but he happens to be an extra in like every shot throughout the yeah. series. I have no <laughs> so, idea what character you're Do we have about. a casting for Aegon II? Because Not he wasn't in any of the trailers. I didn't see anything. That's why um, I'm thinking And he's we a don't, huge character. I don't think we'll get to that point in the first season. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess Yeah. I guess that could make sense, yeah. Because it's really leaning into the Damon Renera conflict which like which we said earlier is kind of it's kind of the opening act of what's going on and obviously they're planning for a multiple season show. True. And in the book it was more like like Damon didn't have a conflict with Rhaenyra. He had a conflict with Viserys, right? Yeah. He had many I mean, conflict, but about still. about like Rhaenyra, yeah. but it wasn't like him versus her as much as like brothers butting heads. So I wonder well, how well, there was some conflict Rhaenyra. between those two, right? But we don't know what happened there um between them. Like a, right. yeah. yeah. There's a lot of different accounts, right? Um, right. And so I guess maybe we'll see if if it was something between them, or maybe it was just Jaharis and they had an argument, and that's why you know. It is that is such a fun part of the book, though. It's like, hmm, am I agreeing with uh, Maester or High Septon or whoever it is at the time, or or am I going with Mushroom's account on this? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So hopefully you are more excited if you are Ryan at the beginning, 
hopefully you've come up to at least like a like a Josh level who seems to be kind of midline. Um, if you were a Hayden or myself or Jake at the beginning, hopefully you're still there because uh, we're all really excited for the show. Hayden, if we can, if schedule allows, we're going to try to get you on to do a breakdown, like a short breakdown, maybe, you know, 20, 30 minute or so episode breakdown. Uh, we'll see what we do, but I think we are in some way. We, we want to cover the show. We're excited for it. We want people to be able to kind of follow along with our uh, thoughts and takes because uh, what what more, uh, what, what what further opinion could you need about the Phantology? Yeah. I would love that. And uh, hopefully I can get my webcam working. <laughs> nice. All right, everyone. See you later. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.